Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie show in uh, uh, one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for 200 episodes! Yay! Yeah! <laughs> I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us at MCU underscore Rewind and give us that rating on the podcast app. Uh, especially, you know, is our is our um, milestone 200th episode. So you really, if you haven't, if you've listened to 199 episodes before this and haven't written the review, it's not because you're a terrible person. It's not for anything like that. It's just like you were waiting to give us a gift on our 200th episode. So you can do it right now and we'll just appreciate it. No, it really came from the heart. Yeah, exactly. Feel free to pause the podcast right now as you go and do that and then unpause. We'll wait. All right, thanks. Thanks for doing that, guys. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, as Tony said, this is our 200th episode, and we're celebrating. So we're not going to do something like we normally do. We're not taking apart something uh, that is part of the MCU and uh, rewinding it. Um, we are going to be doing something similar to our 100th episode, uh, where we both have watched something separate that the other one has never watched before, and we're going to give a our own personal rewind to that other person. Um, this time we're sober. Unlike the hundredth episode, that was a mistake and we're not doing it again. Yeah, that's very true. We are older, <laughs> wiser. Um, we know what it feels like after you do that in your thirties. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so before we actually get into those rewinds, um, I think we both had a few things we kind of wanted to say. Um, I am going to um, just kind of list off a few stats, um, which means that I'm going to do the number one thing you're never supposed to do in an audio medium, and that's read numbers. So <laughs> um, for these 200 episodes, we've been at this for three and a half years, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we don't actually count our specials, so technically we have done 219 episodes. This is 220. Yay, 220 um, episodes! Woohoo! <laughs> uh, all right. Um, now, before we started this, Tony wanted to do a minute by minute podcast, and mm-hmm. I said no. So we did something else that I, I, I don't know. I just, that's not for me. And so as a result, um, we ended up with this uh, also seemingly never ending type of podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so if we were doing that minute by minute and we started with Iron Man 1, then we would be. Um, currently 93 minutes into The Incredible Hulk, uh, assuming you count credits as part of the moving runtime. But that's saying, that's saying if we did it weekly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> if it were minute by minute, what, we'd have like two episodes a week? Is that usually how they're done? Uh, they, some do three, some do five. Oh God! All right, five five might be too much. Then again, I don't. I, I, I think we'll, I, as as we have both separately started and stopped se- secondary podcasts. I think one is good for us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So I did uh, open up the Incredible Hulk uh, just to stream to to that uh, one part. If we were ninety three minutes into it, mm-hmm. um, we would be right after the best part of that movie. Um, so do you remember when Banner jumps out of that airplane thinking, all right, well, I, as soon as I land, the Hulk will come out and he gets mm-hmm. about halfway down and starts really freaking out thinking he's really just about to die. Yep. It is right after that scene where Hulk sure. jumps out of the ground and him and Abomination start fighting. So that's where we would be. 
kind of thing about Banner, though. He does the same thing twice, doesn't he? Because he does it in Thor Ragnarok, too. Yeah, that's true. He, I mean, he knows, right? He knows from experience. <laughs> <laughs> Except he... Yeah, he doesn't go through anything that time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we talked about this um, three and a half years ago in episode... What, this would be episode six of the podcast would have been um, yeah. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, which, um, fun fact, would have been our seventh episode because we had an episode zero. Oh, I yes. counted that in our... 220 episodes, yeah. Um, you gotta think, like, we have, pro- I have problems with the Incredible Hulk thing because he would have liquefied and not gone through the cement. <laughs> <laughs> he probably started the transformation before. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, in the movie, they, they say that his, you know, his heartbeat, the faster it's raising, um, then, then he hulks out, right? So, if he gets halfway through, or even, like, a quarter of the way away from that land, he's starting to freak out. Like we saw okay. it in space. I, I think that's, that's probably, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. And finally, I am going to go through a whole list of some other numbers. So in this three and a half years, 220 episodes, we have covered night, sorry, not 19, 14 MCU movies, nine and a half TV show seasons, one webisode series, one set of shorts from the Avengers movie, one phase one recap, four Christmas specials, two Halloween specials, four movie prediction episodes, plus the results for three of them, two forward wines. We have had two guests on our show, one April Fool's Day episode, and a measly 14 reviews. Come on, people. After all this work, 220 episodes, we need some more reviews. (laughs) Yeah. We have um, 52 followers on Twitter, though, so that's something yeah and two of them are us tony and i <laughs> one of them is a former host oh yeah <laughs> <sighs> all right well that was my blur before we actually get into our personal rewinds tony i don't know if you wanted to say anything else to celebrate this momentous occasion um the only thing i want to say al is thank you for doing this with me for these three and a half years um even though we know there are less than 14 people who really appreciate us <laughs> and uh, 49 people who want to know what we say on Twitter. Um, this has been a lot of fun and I'm happy that we're going to still do it. And we haven't gotten sick of it after three and a half years and 220 episodes. Yeah, that, that's right. Um, you know, we, we keep joking every so often uh, in, you know, miscellaneous episodes of like that we're going to be doing this forever. Um, and I don't know if we've said it actually on the air, um, but right now on our in, in, little Excel document that we share, um, we have episodes planned out till um, February of 2026. And that does not include WandaVision, which just started coming out now. So WandaVision and on is just is adding more to that. So we have no idea how long we'll actually keep this going, but hey, we'll see. Yeah, we're not even halfway to where we have planned. So, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's there's a lot of MCU to go. Yep. All right. So, uh, since we both have stuff, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and randomly choose which of us 
wants to go uh, first or second, mm -hmm. unless, Tony, I guess if you prefer to go first or second. No, we can randomly it. choose it. But um, for all our listeners, while Al's pulling that up, I just want to remind you, the it could be worse than listening. Um, there are worse things than listening to us review the entire MCU. Like, we could be reviewing terrible, terrible shows and movies like what I am covering today. So, you guys have fun with that? Just have a peek into this alternate dimension where this is the style of MP MCU we'll get. <laughs> that's th that's true, yeah. Uh, Alright, Tony. Uh, I'm just going to leave the defaults on this site. Um, so, yeah. it'll re generate a number between 1 and 100. So, Tony, choose odds or evens. Evens. Alright, and the number that came up is 60. All right. What does that mean? Are you going first or second? I, I will go first. Okay. I will drive away all our listeners um, with my personal rewind of the 1986 movie, Howard the Duck. Original air date, August 1st, 1986. Fun fact, 28 years to the day before Guardians of the Galaxy, Howard the Duck's next appearance in film. Oh, that is a fun fact. Yeah. So, as... um. I took extensive notes about what happened in this ridiculous, ridiculous movie. <laughs> when Al tells me to begin, I will start recounting and we'll discuss what happened in the, the film that Al didn't see. Uh, but we have a 30-minute time limit, which Al, hopefully, you'll be able to keep me updated of how long I have left at occasional points. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I uh, guess I'll go ahead and start that stopwatch starting now. All right. Well, first, this has a current 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, just so you guys know what you're looking forward to. So, we start off with what looks like a generic city uh, with two moons above it. And we zoom into an apartment of, we look at the posters and the photos and everything, and it's an anthropomorphic duck. Much like Donald or Daffy. Um... The duck comes home. He's obviously tired after a long day of work. He grabs a, bottle, a glass of scotch, a cigar, sits down and watches some duck-related TV. We know this person as Howard T. Duck because we see uh, later we see his uh, driver's license. Um, this is a PG-rated movie. And I mention that because... Um, after he can't find anything to watch on TV, he pulls out a Play Duck magazine where we see scantily <laughs> clad ducks. Um, before it gets too far into that, uh, suddenly his chair starts shaking. He's in a, like a bark lounger. His chair starts shaking and he gets pulled, no explanation, through the walls, through up into outer space, and the opening credits begin. Uh, as he gets pulled out, we see him hitting different walls. He um, sees We see a nude female duck with nipples and breasts. Um, it's very confusing because I'm pretty sure they're not mammals. <laughs> and he gets sucked into space and we get a nice um, voiceover about space and how mysterious and strange things kind of like star trekky um before we see howard land in cleveland ohio of earth 1986 um he's attacked 
and care uh by some punk people in this alley. He gets uh, kicked and thrown into a club. Then he sees a band performing for a second. He gets kicked out again. In the alley, there are two people making out. And then he uh, feels up the woman and then runs away from them. Two humans. All right, Tony, I I, I know I'm, I'm not supposed oh. to take away a lot of your time with questions. Yeah. I just want to remember, you said PG movie? Is PG. Rated? Okay, yes. all right, just, just making sure. Okay, go on. Well, at this point, he gets... Um, Almost run over by a, like eight motorcycles and thrown into a barrel. How? I actually don't remember how I got thrown in the barrel. The reason, I'm not going to go into this much detail and everything, but everything I've listed happened in the first eight minutes of this two hour movie. <laughs> this is a dense, weird movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so, uh, we follow, uh, the band leader of the band that he briefly saw, this woman, uh, played by Leah Thompson, uh, who was played the mother in the Back to the Future movies in 1985, was one of the biggest movies of all time at the time. And then she did this right afterwards, which is why you have not heard of Leah Thompson since. <laughs> <laughs> She's had a few things. She's had like TV shows and stuff like that. But she never hit those heights that some other people did. Well, she walks out and uh, she gets attacked and almost raped by uh, some more punks. But luckily, Howard the Duck jumps out of the barrel and does what he calls quack foo and kicks the guy's butts. <laughs> so in thanks, she takes him home, this anthropo- anthropomorphic duck. Um, she's like, what are you? But when he says, I'm just a duck, she's like, okay, cool. Even though in this world, there's no talking ducks. <laughs> but she takes it really well. <laughs> um. So, uh, as, as they're going to her place, walking in the rain, because it's storming at this point, we hear romantic music. There's obviously going to be something happening between this human woman and this duck. Um, we get to her, uh, her apartment... He talks about how he used to be a musician, but now he just he's an advertiser. This is Howard the Duck is now just an advertiser. And he's given up on his dreams where um, Leah Thompson is still uh, living her dreams of trying to be a musician. <clears throat> um, he, he eventually falls asleep <clears throat> where Leah Thompson creepily uh, starts petting him and then goes through his wallets to find... Uh, photos of him and other uh, scantily clad female ducks, some money with George Washington, except for his duck George Washington, and a little duck condom. Um, Yeah, so the next day, she puts them in a bag and takes them to a scientist, who (laughs) is uh, (laughs) Tim Robbins. uh, Have you ever seen uh, Shawshank Redemption? He's the main character. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Robbins. I have not, uh, but I know who he is. Yeah, he's a, a stereotypical '80s nerdy guy. He's um, she thinks he's a scientist, but he's just a lab assistant. So he um, and she gets really offended that he's a lab assistant, even though it's her fault for bringing him there and not checking out who he is. Um, and gets really offended, and uh, uh, Tim Robbins is like sure that Howard is like like has superpowers 
So he's like, he hands him a metal pole and tells him to bend it or to break it with his laser beam eyes or read his mind. And Howard's just like, no, I'm just a duck man. This, what, I, he's like, he's confused. And no matter what Howard says explaining where he's from, the scientist Tim Robbins just does not believe him and thinks he's lying and thinks he's from space or he is from space, but he thinks he's super powered or something. <laughs> so, so his assumption is, okay, you're not human. So obviously you have a crazy set of powers like Superman. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I being a three foot or four foot tall talking duck is a superpower for a duck. <laughs> yeah like talking alone <laughs> yeah um so uh how they leave um the museum howard just walking out in public people legitimately freaking out and screaming what the hell is that as he's walking <laughs> down and howard turns and gets mad at leah thompson for how dare you waste my time how dare you try to help me think i'm a down luck duck stuff like that and just goes off on her and decides he doesn't need her help. He's going to find a job. And he goes to the unemployment office. <laughs> um, this woman gives him a, a, finds him a job at a spa slash whorehouse. I'm actually not sure what it is. It looks like they have a bunch of jacuzzis. But it's all people making out and uh, having sex with clothes on because it's a PG rated movie. <laughs> He's there for about two minutes, and he quits. There was no reason for that scene at all. They do not reference it for the rest of the film or anything. Uh, how am I on time? <laughs> uh, you're you're eight minutes in. <laughs> okay, um, this is thirty minutes into the movie, <laughs> into oh, this two hour movie. <laughs> uh, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he walks the city, dejected. He has nowhere to go. He has no friends. He has no job. And in the store window, you know one of those TV stores that show a bunch of random but consequential things, as they always have in movies. Mm -hmm. um, there's a news report about duck hunting. There's a Daffy Duck cartoon. And our world-famous Duckaroni, the San Francisco retreat, has a commercial going on. Um, so he realizes what, um, what a terrible place this world is for ducks. And he starts freaking out. Like, literally freaking out. Like, oh my god, what am I doing here? What am I going to do? And he just starts running down the street. And coincidentally, he runs into a different club where Leah Thompson's band is playing. <laughs> he cannot escape her. <laughs> no, he cannot. So, he walks in, and Leah Thompson's band, the Cherry Bombs, is an uh, all-female uh, punk group. Are you singing a real slow uh, song? It's actually a good song. The crowd seems like they're enjoying it they're swaying to it some people are singing along in the middle of the song she says this song is boring let's switch it up and literally people start booing her when she switches up to a regular punk song <laughs> uh so howard uh, earlier in the movie i skipped over this part she complains that her manager is not giving her the money that um or the band the money that they deserve for performing so Howard goes up to the bar, the manager's there, and he's telling some other people, um, 
the club owner gives him the money. It's like, you going to give it to the girls? And he's like, yeah, when Leah Thompson's character starts sleeping with me, then I'll give her the money. So this is like some sort of uh, sex slavery thing he's trying to get her into. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's also weird. Is he is he specifically breaking the fourth wall and calling her Leah Thompson's character? No. Um, I didn't bother to remember anyone's names. <laughs> I think her name is like Bev or Beverly or something like that. Okay, all right. <laughs> but you were um, just so thrown off by everything I, that's going on in this movie. Yes. Okay. The, the only name you got down was Howard. Okay. Well, I don't know who plays Howard. I don't recognize that actor. <laughs> <laughs> um. So of course, uh, Howard hears this, gets over his existential break he was having and decides to he beats up the manager tells the man threatens the manager and then grabs a knife and apparently stabs the manager but we see him the manager's like a you know punk guy so he stabs him through the earring but it looks like he just murdered the guy in front of everybody <laughs> so so it's like you've got a, a half second of thinking oh now he's he's just a murderer oh no it's okay <laughs> yep. he just maimed him hundred <laughs> percent um, he also, this whole time, he's threatening the guy with space rabies, because that's what they think he has, space rabies. That's why the duck is talking, because of space rabies. <laughs> I mean, so many d space diseases make animals talk, so it's only logical. <laughs> yep. Um, so he, uh, gets the money, and he gets the manager to quit as a manager, and then Howard the Duck just walks into the woman's uh, dressing room, and um, he tells her that the manager quit, here's your money. And then uh, Tim Robbins, the scientist guy, shows up, who's apparently he was dating one of her bandmates, and that's how they know each other. Um, he comes in and starts freaking out at Howard, that Howard's there, oh my god, Howard's there, and he steals a tail feather, like literally rips it out of his tail, his ass. <laughs> So, um, he steals that. Leah Thompson decides that they're going to, um, Howard can stay at her place again. And then she proceeds to seduce Howard the Duck. Um, <laughs> Howard, uh, they stay in bed together and then she, um, says, like, maybe I can't find a man because it's, I more have animal instincts and stuff like that. And Howard is against it. Howard says, no, this is disgusting. No, I don't want any part of it. And she is not taking no for an answer. And she is uh, not holding him down. Like, he's not physically running away, but he's, like, trying to argue against her. No, I'm asleep. No, I don't want any of this. And she's about to go down on this duck. <laughs> when Tim Robbins and two other scientists walk into her apartment uninvited. The 80s were a weird time for PG movies. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> um, so, um, Leah, or, uh, Tim Robbins shows up with, uh, did you ever see Ferris Bueller? Oh yeah, of course. Great the principal from Ferris Bueller. Oh, okay. Uh, Rooney. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I didn't know his name, so I'm going to refer to him as Rooney this whole time. <laughs> okay. And a third scientist shows up. Um, finds out that 
they those three are responsible for Howard getting there. They made a giant laser thing that's supposed to just measure like gas particles around one of Saturn's moons, which obviously shot all the way to another place and drugged this duck from space in a way that I don't think it's possible with a laser that measures gases, but it did. <laughs> okay, I mean that, that makes sense, right? You you set out to just make a a, a measuring tool. And instead, you make a intergalactic tractor beam. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So they go to the lab to turn that thing on again. Uh, oh, and in the process, it exploded. And what happened was suddenly two tail feathers appeared, or two duck feathers appeared. And that's why Tim Robbins stole his tail feather to compare it with the other one and found out it was his. <laughs> So, like, Rooney's like, all right, I'm going to go back to the lab. I'm going to get warmed up. You pack up and join me when you want to go home. <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes, Tony. Videos of cats. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they go back. Um, Tim Robbins, Leah Thompson, Howard the Duck show up, but there's something wrong. There's alarms going off. The doors to the lab open, and there's a guy with, like, third-degree burns all over his body, saying the lines, we shouldn't mess with what we don't understand before collapsing. And apparently the laser exploded again, and um, everything's damaged. Tim Robbins has his... Or not Tim Robbins. Um, Rooney has his hair messed up. He disappears briefly, but like they find him like 30 seconds later, so it's not that big a deal. Um... Yeah, so uh, the cops arrive and uh, strip Howard to his boxers to find out to find a zipper, and then they don't find a zipper, so they realize that he's not from Earth. So they arrest him as an illegal alien. <laughs> they're, um, they're getting a uh, uh, real lax with that definition there for, for the law. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know it's one of those things like well, arrest him. The the um, head cop goes, and the other guys like. And charge him with what? He's an illegal alien. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they take him uh, to another room inside the lab somehow where the cops just can book people. Um, where Leah Thompson goes and knocks the guy over, the cop over, and steals his gun. <laughs> and makes him release Howard. Uh, they run into Rooney, uh, who's acting kind of weird, and get into Rooney's car, and they escape. Suddenly, as Rooney is driving the car, he says that a great evil has escaped and landed and is inside of him. And then it looks like he's trying to be real creepy, but he just starts talking like this. And for a long time, that's the only thing different about him. <laughs> He's got Munchkin voice? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, he says that things growing inside of him, and he starts, like, freaking out. He's also driving the car at the time. And um, eventually, they almost crash. Like, they jump off the side of the road and end up, like, you know, hilariously half an inch away from crashing into this diner. It's a uh, The three of them go into this Cajun sushi diner. Where Rooney threatens them with the end of the world. And um, 
he tells him that he is one of the dark lords of the universe and is about to summon the other dark, oh no, dark overlords of the universe and is going to summon the other dark overlords to Earth. Um, the waitress comes and uh, serves them fried eggs, which Howard obviously freaks out about. <laughs> um, and... Uh, <clears throat> Howard steals a security card from Rooney. Rooney was going to use the security card to go back in to use the laser beam to bring the Dark Overlords to Earth. Um, at this time, as they're trying to sneak out, three rednecks assault them, and Howard and Leah Thompson uh, just fight them, try to fight them off, while Rooney just sits there. Evil alien Rooney just sits there and does not respond to anything that's happening. <laughs> and the, he, the evil rednecks just kind of walk in, and they're like, oh, hey, we should fight this duck. That's pretty, much it. <laughs> pretty much. Okay, all right. <laughs> um. So what they do is, um. Obviously, all the uh, the customers and the chefs and the rednecks are so overwhelmed with hunger for this duck, they get him and tie him down and start seasoning him like a cartoon. <laughs> While Leah Thompson just yells at um the guy uh, Rooney over and over again to help him stop him stop them and stuff like that. And then she tells him he has a key card that Howard needs. So he shoots lasers from his eyes <laughs> and pretty much sets the entire place on fire. Um, Not yeah. what I would have expected. <laughs> nope. Uh, he knocks out Howard and gets the, um, the alien guy gets the key code and uh, psychically tortures Howard for a while before grabbing Leah Thompson and leaving in a semi-truck. We are in an hour and 12 minutes into this two-hour movie. Um, and you have 10 minutes left. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, they're driving Rooney and um, and Leah Thompson, and suddenly he says he needs energy. So a uh, tentacle comes out of Rooney's mouth and it, um, goes, plugs into, you know, that lighter socket thing in the car? Yeah, plugs into that. Huh? The cigarette lighter? Yeah, he plugs into the cigarette lighter, and he charges from that. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, so the police show up to the diner, and, um, with Howard's, like, hiding elsewhere, uh, the police took Tim Robbins, who they arrested at the lab with them. Um, so Howard gets them out of the car, the cop car. Uh, he was arrested for terrorism. Uh, and they decide they're going to run away. And they find a personal um, airplane. Like it's a glider with, you know, a lawnmower motor thing. <laughs> oh, I was imagining like a little Cessna or something. No, you know, like someone just made this in their backyard. Yeah, the only thing I can think about is there's an old movie called Fly Away Home about a girl and her, some geese, and it was that type of glider thing. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, um, they fix it up. So this is the next morning now. They take all night to fix it up with the cops, like literally sixty feet away. Um, we see Alien Rooney and Leah um, show up at a nuclear power plant where Alien Rooney, I'm going to speed it up a little bit and skip some things, he proceeds to eat all the uranium to get the energy. And at this point, 
He's now starting to look crazy. He looks skeletal. His hair is standing up. He's still talking in that weird voice this whole time. <laughs> and um, we flash back to Howard and Tim Robbins, and uh, they're ready to go. They fly, and the cops see them start to fly away. And it proceeds in the car chase, because Howard, who's flying this thing, refuses to fly more than three feet above the ground. <laughs> um, they finally lift off a little bit, flying over a lake. Um, and they buzz some duck hunters while making references to Pearl Harbor. Uh, yelling Tora, 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 and that they're kamikazes and bonsai as they're just, as they're flying around. It, now, is it Howard the Duck who's making these references? Yes. Or, oh, yes. okay. All right. So, so he must have had that World War II on his world then. Apparently. <laughs> okay. Um, so, let's see. The chase goes on for a very, very long time. Um, eventually, they um, they they get their wings sheared off and then crash into a lake where we find out Howard the Duck cannot swim. But luckily, they landed right next to the uh, the lab uh, where the alien's going to be trying to get all the other aliens to Earth. And they walk in and... Um, uh, Leah Thompson is strapped to like a operating table underneath the laser and literally says the line, you'll never get away with this. Howard the Duck will stop you. <laughs> <laughs> so right next door to the lab, like Howard and Duck uh, looks through the window and finds out from Tim Robbins, the, me the uh, lab assistant who is not a scientist at all, that this lab has... Uh, weapons grade like experimental military technology so they go next door like the next room over and get a laser gun um yeah they just walk in they break the code and they get a laser gun and uh but the gun won't work but as alien Rooney shoots a laser at them through his eyes it gets reflected by a um satellite dish that tim robbins is uh holding uh, what happens is uh, it distracts him long enough for Howard to get the gun to work, and he shoots Alien Rooney. Both lasers from the gun and the eyes collide and explodes. Rooney survives, the Dark Overlord gone, and um, Howard is knocked out. We have 16 minutes left in this. <laughs> the Dark Lord appears, the Overlord appears, as a giant cross between a Rancor and a Scorpion. <laughs> he uses his laser eyes to freeze Leah Thompson and Tim Robbins. Freezing is a power we had not seen before this. Well, they just uh, show up over time, right? Like, you, as you evolve, you gain more powers. Yeah. All right, five minutes left, by the way. Uh, Howard gets to the gun, and he shoots it again at the Dark Overlord, this time killing him. And um, at this whole time, there's a countdown going on how long the laser will take to get the aliens to Earth, right? So the aliens we see coming through a tunnel, they look like the scorpion rancor thing. And they just flip the switch back with one second left. And logically, the aliens should be like within like feet of the, um, the laser. But no, they just get sent back to whatever dimension they were from. Um, Howard is crushed by um, debris during this, and it looks like he dies. 
But then he wakes up and he says he is possessed by that overlord. Just kidding. Howard says, oh, that's just a joke. Don't don't believe that I'm really possessed by the overlord. You know, that's totally a thing the dark overlord could do. And we've seen this before. We cut, <laughs> we cut to the band performing at a large concert and singing a song about Howard the Duck. He accidentally ends up on stage, so they hand him a tiny guitar to play. And he, pu- he plays his guitar because he is now the manager of the band. Credits roll over this performance of the singing a song about Howard the Duck. And the next song is a s- separate song about Howard the Duck in the credits. <laughs> we The credits end with Howard the Duck and Leah Thompson. Because they had to destroy the laser so Howard could never get home. With Howard and Leah Thompson staring longingly into, into each other's eyes. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony... I have not seen this movie, and I think I'm good. Um, you have successfully um, warned me enough on that. Thank you. I <laughs> am a person who enjoys bad movies as long as they're entertainingly bad. Mm-hmm. This was entertaining, entertainingly bad. If you're the type of person who likes the movie like The Room or Jupiter Ascending, um, you check out Howard the Duck. It is definitely entertaining. <laughs> it does have a little bit of a cult following, right? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I I would assume so because people still know about it. I still see it at like, uh, D, like if I go buy a DVD, you'll find that Howard the Duck in the five dollar bin. So it's like, if no one watched it, it would have never even made the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Now it's not on Blu-ray though, is it? That's at the Disney. Oh, because okay. this was made by Lucasfilm. <laughs> That's I, right. I deep. I actually think this. Um, they bought Lucasfilm to get the rights back to Howard the Duck. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, what else would they have really gotten out of the deal for you know buying Lucasfilm? Um, like, I can't Mon- think of anything good. Monkey Island with LucasArts. Super Monkey Ball. Is it Monkey Island or Monkey Ball? One of those I is have Lucasfilm. No idea. Or Lucas Arts, not Lucasfilm. Okay. <laughs> so, are there any cl- clarifying questions, Al? Anything you want to know more about this this strange new world of Howard the Duck? Uh, I mean, a, a little. Um, so, throughout this entire movie, did he have pants on, or, or was yes. he? Uh... Yes. He oh, did. okay. All right. So, full like clothing. All right, pants, shoes, mm-hmm. a shirt. Okay. All right. Got it. Yeah. Um. So that's good to know. I I wasn't sure if I should assume like a, a Donald Duck, Daffy Duck, both of them. More of a Donald Duck thing because Donald wears a shirt but no pants. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, um, all right. So that's good to know. Um, do you think it'll get a sequel, or is it just going to be completely rebooted for the MCU? No, I. There's no reason to think that this Howard the Duck and the Howard the Duck that in Guardians of the Galaxy movies aren't the same Howard the Duck. We just got a better CGI now. <laughs> you know, I pulled up a picture um, of of the film, or like a couple of pictures at least, um, and it, it actually doesn't look that different mm-hmm. from the Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, obviously very different, but like you can kind of make that argument that, you know, they actually look close enough. But yeah. Yeah. So until told otherwise, this is the same Howard the Duck. I'm glad we covered it for MCU Rewind. Well, then in that case, Tony, you failed because you were supposed to do something that's not part of the MCU. Oh, damn it. 
All right. Well, here's my review of Blade 3. <laughs> oh, the one with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, no. In that case, Wolverine Origins also has Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> All right. Uh, just do something. Uh, j- go to DC. So He's never done anything there. What? Uh, Green Lantern? Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? Green Lantern isn't as bad as a movie as people think. Just go watch the extended version. It's like 8% better. <laughs> That's kind of what I heard. I, I actually, one of these days, I will sit down and watch it. I just never got around to it. I wanted to when it was in theaters, and then yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw it in theaters. I remember watching like the IGN. You know, I watched the trailer breakdowns, uh-huh. and they said, "Is this the next Star Wars?" And had all the things how how Green Lanterns is the next Star Wars, and how it's going to be the biggest thing ever. And wow, that didn't work out well. <laughs> Uh, you know, okay, for a while there, to be fair, there were a couple of series that were coming out that people kept comparing to Star Wars, right? Uh, we had the the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy a few mm-hmm. years earlier. Um, you know, the Lord of the Rings movies were coming out. Those were, you know, super big. Um, what else? I know there was something else. Uh, oh, the Harry Potter movies, too. Right? Yeah. So th- th- there were a couple of things. So I, I feel like anything big coming out, um, everyone was just comparing it to star wars yeah i mean i think the closest thing we've gotten to the next star wars is the marvel cinematic universe yeah mm-hmm. yeah which i'm not going to compare honestly i i they're they're vastly different in, in things well yeah i mean that's definitely true but <clears throat> at this point how sprawling they are and how well liked but still part of nerd culture i think that's the closest we've gotten so far oh yeah yeah, I agree. Well, of course, of otherwise, Star Wars is the new Star Wars, since that will just never go away. Not that I want it to, it just won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got enough new stuff. Even if Disney stopped today, I mean, the same thing that happened originally with Star Wars, of, you know, extended universe books and games mm-hmm. and all that. I'm sure that would keep going. Yeah. I just bought my first extended universe book in a long time, because that um, Light of the Jedi everyone's saying it's amazing so i'm going to try reading that in my next book yeah all right all right al what did you watch all right i watched all of season one of the spider-man unlimited cartoon that was on fox in 1990 sorry 1999 so close i missed a nine (laughs) all right um so i did not have this um as coherent step-by-step um uh, outline as Tony. So Tony, feel free to jump in with conversation whenever, because I don't think I have uh, nearly a full half hour. Um, okay, I'm sure with, once we add tangents, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I guess let me know when you want me to right. to start, or if you want, I can just start myself. I have it up. On you a just start line. right now. Okay, just go right now. Right now. All right, go, <laughs> go now, go, 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 go. Where are you going? Oh, I didn't start the timer. All right, now you can go. Oh, good. (laughs) So, all right. So, like I said, uh, the 1999 Spider-Man Unlimited cartoon. Um, So, did a little bit of research on the cartoon itself. Um, This was supposed to be kind of its own separate Spider-Man cartoon. Um, And and it is, actually. Like, the storyline has nothing to do, even with the previous Spider-Man cartoon that was on Fox, um, like, a year or two or three earlier. Um, they had vastly different ideas when they started this. And Mm -hmm. then Sony 
and I forget who uh, Fox, maybe uh, Sony and someone else came up to them and was like, yeah, we have to scrap pretty much all of your ideas uh, because we don't want to mess with that Spider-Man movie that's coming out soon with Tobey Maguire. We think it's going to be big. So, and how wrong they were. Uh, how wrong. Yep. Um, so I, I watched this thinking, oh, sorry, let me start over. I watched this <laughs> and the first episode was insane because it so much had to happen to set up the story of this whole series. And I, I was worried thinking that it's just going to be like this the entire time, but no, it's pretty much just the first, first two episodes setting up the story. And then it goes into the very episodic thing. And then you get to the, the finale and like, okay, cool. Um, so, uh, Oh, fun fact. Uh, we, we make it a full 13 minutes and 20 seconds before Spider-Man says, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, that's like a record, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so here's the the story of like how this whole thing starts. Um, so we we get some exposition from John Jameson, who is J. Jonah Jameson's son. He's an astronaut, I want to say. Yeah, seen um, in Spider-Man three, and yeah. killed in Venom. He's one of the astronauts when the cra- the bag alien crashed. Oh, I completely missed that. All right. That was like the very first scene, huh? I don't know. I saw that in theaters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yeah. Um, so the, the exposition is saying, hey, previously we sent a probe to the opposite side of the, of the sun and we found a duplicate Earth. We're calling it Counter-Earth. Okay. Now, the probe was sending back video feed and the probe, like, not too long after finding this counter earth, um, it was destroyed. Now this is obviously quote, an act of aggression. Uh, and so now earth is sending humans to counter earth to something. I don't know. They're just sending humans over there. (laughs) Maybe fight them to fight a war. Obviously this is starship troopers. I, I, yep, I guess so. (laughs) Um, so they're going to, they're going to send, just one guy, just John Jameson. That's oh, okay. It. Yeah, <laughs> not not a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. All right, John. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So during this exposition speech, you know, Peter Parker's there. He's taking pictures because he's yeah. still working for the Daily Bugle. Um. And he his spider sense goes off. So he he looks around and he finds Venom and Carnage are sneaking onto the space shuttle that's going to go to this counter Earth. So right, he well, obviously. Let me stop you for a second. Okay. I was sure this was Venom and Carnage's origin, <laughs> or Venom, <laughs> until right now. <laughs> okay. Well, it, you're, you're, you're actually, you're not too far. Uh, it's not their origin, but the reason, and they say this right here, um, Venom and Carnage are talking, they're like, we have to get to Counter-Earth to meet the Synaptic. Whoever synaptic. that is. Yep, oh, God. Synaptic. Yep. <laughs> so, um, since... Peter sees them. He's like, all right, well, I got to turn into Spider-Man, get my suit on and go fight them. Um, So right when they start fighting, uh, the shuttle takes off. And so now they're fighting on the way up to space. Uh, Are they inside or outside the spaceship? Oh, outside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Spider-Man loses that fight. And so he's like kicked off of the space shuttle. So he Mm -hmm. has to... Um, use his webs to make a parachute. So he parachutes down. Um, now, right after that, something goes wrong, seemingly goes wrong with the space shuttle. Is it because there are two aliens on the space shuttle? 
Yeah, that, that is actually what goes wrong. <laughs> okay. However, everyone on the ground apparently can see this. I don't know how. My assumption is after this amount of time, the space shuttle would no longer be visible to human eyes. But anyway, everyone sees something go wrong with the space shuttle. And the reason I'm saying something is because it still goes through this warp portal it creates. It it just like it shook Wait, a little. It's a warp spaceship. Well, it's the um you know I did skip over that a little. They said something about a new and I didn't write that down. Um, some new warp drive technology, that they created, right. which was how they got to the opposite side of the sun. Is this you know, when they meet the Vulcans and start the Federation? <laughs> no, I'm sure if they went to the other side, like maybe <laughs> three quarters of the way around the sun, instead, no, they just went a okay. full, complete other side. Yeah. <laughs> So, since they see the shuttle, like, it's just weird. So, you know how, like, Tony, if you're driving on the road, and, like, you, you see someone start, like, maybe they're messing around or something, like, they, they start jerking the, the wheel to the left and right, like, really quickly. It's not like mm-hmm. they're going far. They're still, like, within their lane. But yeah. you can see it, obviously. That's basically what the space shuttle was doing. So, everyone thinks Spider-Man messed up the space shuttle and killed John Jameson. So everyone now hates Spider-Man. Um, they hate him so much so that a week later, uh, Spider-Man's trying to save a woman uh, in a burning building. And after getting her out, the firefighters try pinning him against the wall with their fire hose. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, exactly. Because they want to, I guess, arrest him or something for everything. Um, yeah. So after that, Peter's like, no, nah, I'm done with this. Let's just fake Spider-Man's death. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> All right, Batman. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, so so it's around this time that uh, John Jameson gets a message back to Earth um, saying, hey, I need some help here on Counter-Earth. Things are things are real bad. Um, oh, give me, hold on. Okay. I assumed that the space shuttle exploded because they all assumed he died. <laughs> no, no. Like I said, I don't know how they thought that. <laughs> Because the space shuttle still went through its warp drive portal thingy. Okay. So I have no idea how we're supposed to, or how the people on the ground knew that the shuttle was wrong in some way. I don't. I don't know. I've got nothing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So so this message shows up on Earth, and Jameson's like, "Hey, the uh, we you need to send help." To counter Earth, otherwise the creatures here will attack Earth next. So you know it's this dire, immediate warning. Although, to be fair, if they didn't send anyone over there, they probably wouldn't even known that Earth was there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. So anyway, after this immediate dire warning, um, six months later, they have a uh, rescue mission set up. <laughs> so uh, I think they had to build a new spaceship. Um, it's, it's kind of what it seemed like. Um, uh, I feel like that's ridiculous, but I've seen The Martian, and I know how long it takes to rescue somebody from space. Yeah, I mean, the SpaceX didn't exist at the time, so they, they didn't just like have these lying around. True. Mm-hmm. We got one. Make it work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, Carnage of Venom showed up, and ugh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what happened to those guys? They, they were on the ship. Okay. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, now this, during the six months later, like we, we see like people at what's effectively like a NASA, you know, shuttle type of place. Um, now during the spot, they 
my favorite quote of the entire season is here. Um, you see two random people talking and one guy like points to Peter who says, who's that guy? And then the other person says, I heard Jameson pulled some strings. He's some kind of special photojournalist. <laughs> <laughs> what, what makes him so special? I, I don't Other know. Other than the fact that he is Spider-Man, but no one knows that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apparently... Parker's been there for months, <laughs> like working, just taking oh. pictures, like on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Not helping. Well, I mean, Spiron's dead. He's got a lot more free time now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, this is when Peter shows off his new spider suit. Um, it's this like whole nano suit with new tech and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, so because of the nanotechnology is probably why they called it Spider-Man Unlimited. You got to make it cooler sounding. Is that why they started using the Iron Spider suit? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So now that uh, new Spider-Man or new suit Spider-Man. You've got 20 uh, minutes uh, left. Oh, okay. I got time. Um, <laughs> so now that he's there, um, he needs to get onto the, the new space shuttle. And as he's trying to do that, Nick Fury shows up and tries to stop him. What? Uh, yep. <laughs> Yeah, Nick Fury's just there. He's got his jetpack on. He's shooting at Spider-Man. Is it and, white Nick Fury or black Nick Fury? Uh, white Nick Fury. It's okay. still the 90s. Yep. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure when that they started doing the uh, black Nick Fury in the comics. Uh, I I don't know. I don't remember. Eh, oh, well. Uh, I, I want to say early 2000s. It was in, during the Ultimate Universe when that was coming out. Anyway, so Spider-Man makes it away. Nick Fury kind of lets see, makes it seem like he lets uh, Spider-Man go, but Spider-Man definitely won that fight when he took the gun. <laughs> so, so Spider-Man gets on onto the space shuttle and he takes off. And I don't know who was supposed to be going on this on this trip because Spider-Man like just takes the shuttle. I don't know if there were other people who were supposed <laughs> to go instead. Um, now, as he's like prepping for takeoff he has to announce to the world because everyone still hates spider-man right Mm -hmm. so he has to announce to the world that he spider-man is going to counter earth to save john jameson and also because he needs to explain why peter parker's going um he then takes his his mask off um you know to to talk normally uh because it's only audio it's not video Uh, and then as peter parker he says and i'm going with him too to take pictures I thought he was revealing that he was Spider-Man, but then thank you for clarifying that was audio. He just he just wants everyone to know that he Spider-Man is going to go do a good thing, and his buddy is going with him too. That's nice. So now Peter not only has to save uh, Jameson, has to fight whatever aliens are there and Carnage and Venom, but he also has to take pictures. Yes. Okay. Now I know the stakes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So he he takes off. He goes through this weird warp portal or warp drive portal thing, and he mm-hmm. makes it to Counter Earth. Uh, things immediately go wrong. He starts crash landing, um, and then he ends up um, pretty much immediately fighting uh, giant robots, um, which are effectively the police force on this planet. Um, and also, what I can only describe as um, this futuristic four horsemen type of group who are on flying motorcycles, laser beams. You've got like these 90s biker helmets and they're all bestials, which are essentially animal people. Okay. Classic Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. So 
<laughs> so now, so here's some backstory on like basically everything that's going on on this planet on Counter Earth. Um, so the person in charge is called the High Evolutionary, who ah. was an alien from some other planet. I know who that is. Oh, okay. Did not know he actually showed up in in uh, other stuff. Okay. Yeah, he uh, created either the mutants or the Inhumans. Like, oh, I think. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know okay. one one or the other, but he put those genes in there. Anyway, gotcha. okay. Um, so I'm guessing the cartoons very different from. from I don't know much story. about them. Him, it. Okay. They. <laughs> uh, human looking, but like taller, bigger kind of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what happened was High Evolutionary landed on this counter Earth planet and saw everything he hated about his own planet, like war and disease and famine, and said, nah, this is bad. I'm just going to take over. Um, so he, after a couple of decades of messing around with, with stuff, he made the bestials, which are um, a- animal people. Basically, th- this is like a BoJack Horseman type of situation. Um, so he took actual animals and just transformed them into humanoids. <laughs> so you're saying he's responsible for BoJack Horseman? Yeah, that that very well, well might be it. Like BoJack Horseman could be a sequel to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so society is basically this caste system. Um the beast people are at a higher caste level uh than the humans. Humans live like on the ground and the bestials live uh like higher up. You know, it's New York, right? So high rises that kind of thing. Um so that's that's kind of the the society that that they live in. Um so after learning some of this stuff, um, you know, Spidey gets captured, and then he escapes with the help of the Freedom Fighters or Rebels. You know, they go back and forth on what they call them. Uh, but the Rebels are being led by John Jameson. Um, mm. And um, Spider-Man is like, all right, cool. I got you, John. Let's get back. Let's let's go. Let's go to Earth. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, and Jameson's like, no, we have to do what's right and, and actually help the people here um, of Counter-Earth. And like the entire season... Spider-Man's like, I want to get out of here. It sucks, but fine. I guess I'll help people. Uh, so feels a little different from from what he's normally like. Yeah. <laughs> Got 15 minutes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, all right, and that's pretty much the the first two episodes of the of the season one of uh, Spider-Man Unlimited. A um, couple other things happen throughout the season. Um, he since he's new to the planet, he has to rent a room from a doctor. Uh, he gets a job taking pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> wait, what, what? Um, wait, this whole show is just him on this other planet. Yeah. The entire, yeah. The entire series. He's on this counter earth. Um, also this counter earth, he, Peter Parker doesn't exist. So he's like the only Peter Parker and there's no Spider-Man. So he just brings Spider-Man to counter earth. Okay. Question that brings up a whole nother question. Okay. Of, is there like a Counter Earth version of J. Jonah Jameson and a Counter Earth version of Aunt May and stuff like that? Uh, I don't think Aunt May, because um, we didn't see anything like that or anyone like like Mary Jane or anything. Okay. Um, there, there is a guy who, yeah, who, who's he's not as um, how do I say pronounced as a J. Jonah Jameson. Um, you know, like not I was outspoken saying Spider-Man's a menace to society, that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's the guy who, you know, Peter tries to sell him the pictures of Spider-Man and the guy was like, cool, I'll give you 20 bucks for him. And he's like, the, the, the ad said it was a thousand. So, mm. you know, that kind of thing. 
So he just went to another planet to be the same person. Yes. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. Oh, so um, I, I mentioned that that Peter rents this uh, rents a room from a doctor mm-hmm. uh, who's a, a standard character throughout the series. Um, now he's renting a room for her. Now throughout the season, he's slowly kind of falling for her. Um, even is though he's a, with, hmm? is she a duck? No, she is human. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, I'm sure, um, if things went a little further, uh, he would have left Mary Jane. He would have just forgotten about Mary Jane and would have ended up with her. Uh, <laughs> that, that might've actually happened. Uh, there was yeah. some other stuff storyline wise that might've made that not happen, but eh, oh well. Um, so throughout the season, we see other uh, fam- somewhat familiar characters, but different, right? There is a Green Goblin, who's actually a good guy hero. Um, there's Vulture, also a hero. There's an Electro, who's a villain. And there's also Craven the Hunter. I don't know if Craven the Hunter is human or a bestial. Could not figure that out. The other three that I mentioned, though, are bestials. What if it's the same Craven the Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> um, that one, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I. So the the bestial, like I said, there's whole cast system. Um, the bestials, like, I don't want to say respected Craven the Hunter, but you know, so, something to that effect. But like, oh, he's a dangerous guy. We gotta you know, let's stay away a little. Um, uh, we're we're only contacting him because we want him to hunt down Spider Man. Um, but he he looked human. But there were like some points throughout the series where people looked human, but they were actually a bestial, and I couldn't figure it out. So I just. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, what else have we got? Um, so, oh, Venom and Carnage, right? So, uh, Venom and Carnage—they want to take over this planet. They—they have their own completely separate storyline. Um, so we learned that the symbiotes apparently used to rule this planet, this Counter Earth. So symbiotes showed up, and they took over the dinosaurs. And okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then the what killed the dinosaurs like basically made the symbiotes like well i guess there's our hosts so they dug down into the earth and went into hibernation for millions of years interesting mm-hmm. yeah uh so they basically ended up with this hive mind did they control the dinosaurs on earth or counter earth uh counter earth yeah all this stuff is counter earth do they call this planet counter earth um i don't know i don't know if they called uh so at the beginning, in the first episode, everyone on normal Earth was calling this Counter-Earth. I don't remember if that's what they kept calling it throughout the series. Okay. I just, I don't like it in comics when they call themselves, like, Reverse something. Like, Reverse Flash bugs mm-hmm. me as a name. <laughs> because, um, like, I can't remember his name. Uh, whatever Reverse Flash's name is. They, uh, he doesn't, call, he should be calling, like, the Flash, Hey, Reverse Steve... Stop doing that, or whatever his name is, because to him he's the reverse. So yeah. like, Earth should be counter Earth to these people. Exactly. Well, I I think also my favorite one was well same Eobard. thing from the Flash. Um, what was that? Eobard Thon was the, the the reverse Flash. Anyway. Oh. Um. Anyway, so uh, so in the Flash, like their Earth is Earth One, and they give all the other Earths numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Why are they the ones who decided it? They were like one of the last Earths to learn about multiple dimensions, too. Yeah, and people from Earth 2 call it Earth 2. Yeah. 
<laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so, oh yeah, Venom and Carnage. Uh, so all the symbiotes and everything, they basically end up with this hive mind, and that's where the synaptic is, basically. It's 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 like super symbiote world kind of thing. Mm, um, so Venom minutes. and Carnage... Okay, so Venom and Carnage kind of want to just release symbiotes throughout the planet. That's that's pretty much their whole thing. Um, at some point, they have a little bit of storyline, uh, and actually, Eddie Brock makes it away from uh, Venom for a little bit, um, and but for reasons, he ends up getting back in, into Venom to uh, you know save someone, and and then he just ends up losing it again. So now it's just normal Venom. So oh, one one episode where he was free, but that's it. Huh. Yep. Um, let's see what else. We, we've got a couple other little storylines of things that happen throughout the season. The high evolutionary is trying to turn humans into bestials. It doesn't really work, but he's making some progress. Um, How similar is this Earth to our Earth? Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be pretty much exactly the same Earth, except now because of the high evolutionary, I assume he because he brought alien technology he's also advanced other things too like like i said like you know uh flying motorcycles kind of stuff lasers um bestials but other than that you know a lot of these episodes you know you've got spider-man just swinging from rooftop to rooftop of what's a pretty normal new york city (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) yeah i was thinking that there's a good chance that we might be talking about our own pre-MCU cinematic universe because this could be the planet Howard the Duck got sucked in from. <laughs> well, maybe. Wait, so was Howard the Duck was he on a duck-only planet or were there other... We only saw ducks. Oh. That doesn't mean there weren't other creatures, but they might be the dominant life form. Oh, okay. So somehow we we randomly picked something that could very well be the, the same Yeah. Uh, the same world. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so... Like I said, standard episodes, you know, because uh, it's 13 episodes. So what is it? Uh, three through 12 were basically episodic. But then we get to the finale. Okay. Um, so this, the high evolutionary decides to super crack down on humans because um, he wants to find the rebels in Spider-Man. So he just starts destroying buildings until the rebels give themselves up. Um, now, during this time uh eventually the high high evolutionary does take spider-man and the rebels and for some reason he also decides to take carnage and venom we don't know why they we just get a scene about that well they are humans like human yeah but they're they're i mean they're not rebels they're just they're off doing anyway they they, he takes them that's it um so after getting all of them and they're all imprisoned um high evolutionary then says you know what i'm just gonna kill everyone now so he turns on some sonic machine to start killing all humans on, on on this planet, I assume, or or just New York. I really couldn't tell. Um, do they call it New York? They do call it New York. Oh, I hate that. Okay, I can. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Earth, right? Counter- no, it's Counter Earth. No, it's a different <laughs> goddamn planet. <laughs> Counter York. Uh, <laughs> um. All right. So during this time, uh, Spider Man like stops that machine, and then he escapes. And then, like, freeze his friends, and then they they fight the High Evolutionary and the Four Horsemen, and then they win. And like, yay, we stopped them. So that that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Eddie Brock, because uh, Eddie Brock and um, Cletus Cassidy, they're no longer uh, in their symbiotes. Um, that was one of the things the High Evolutionary did. He, he like separated them. Uh, so Eddie Brock says, "Hey, you know how earlier 
when I was separated from Venom. Well, the um, oh, I already forgot what it was called. The the other symbiote thing, the synaptic. The synaptic, um, after seeing that, decided, hey, that's a bad thing. If that ever happens again, I'm gonna or I'm gonna make a machine where if that happens again, I'm gonna release all of the symbiote spores. Um, and so that's what we see. So from the underground, we see a ton of symbiote spores just shoot up into the world and people are running away. And then the episode ends and it's not renewed for a second season. So there, the whole plan is taken over by symbiotes, presumably. Spider-Man dies or is taken over by symbiotes and never gets back to Earth. <laughs> yep, that's that's pretty much what I, what I can assume. Um, this is probably a... Uh, marvel zombies type of situation mm-hmm. um <laughs> where everything was taken over by something and then you really hope they don't make it to your universe yeah um <laughs> i feel like i would like to see this world in like spider-verse or um i guess main line mcu multiverse movies <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it was a cool spider suit. Like, I, I kind of wish that suit showed up in other things. It didn't show up in the, the PS4 Spider-Man game. Or well, the Spider-Man Unlimited, right? Yeah, Spider-Man Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. if you look it up, the, the suit was cool. I mean, because it also had um, different technology, too, right? You know, they wanted to update it. It wasn't just the the standard Spider-Man suit with webs. Like, he also had other things. He had, like spider bullets kinds of things or darts spite like spider darts that he would shoot out sometimes and is this this weird like black one with the red spider uh great now i don't know want to send me a link yeah, yeah i mean it's probably exactly what what you're you're looking at um because i'm sure whatever the first thing is that pops up <laughs> it actually wasn't i had to go to the tv show oh. oh all right well then in that case um the image you sent me did not load but that's probably, that's probably it. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's the <laughs> Spider-Man animated wiki, oh, which okay. is apparently a thing. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, there's a wiki for everything, right? There is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so that was the one season of that cartoon that never got an ending. And were there any highlights? You got two minutes, three minutes left. Were there okay. any highlights from the middle? Like eleven episodes that you skipped over that is particularly memorable. Um, you know, one of the the things that was weird um, was the like Flintstones type of thing that was going on. Um, we saw some construction work being done, and instead of having you know machines do that, they had giant animals do that demolition work. Like giant animals, like elephants, or giant animals, like there are other creatures there, <laughs> like. That, like there were other creatures, but like they these these creatures were seemed to be genetically designed to be like way bigger than normal and specifically for doing this kind of menial labor. Like there was one that was like doing the digging, uh, and one that was just destroying a building. You know, on purpose. It's a construction site, but but yeah. Yeah. That part was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm See, a lot of this stuff I can't imagine, so I'm like, I might look into this. Where did you watch it on? <laughs> uh, this was on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Man, yeah. I probably won't. I got a lot of stuff to watch, but maybe. Yeah, yeah I mean, I definitely enjoyed this more than I probably would have enjoyed Howard the Duck. Oh, no. It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any other any other questions? What have I got? Like a minute left of my time? Yeah, about a minute. Um, no, I'm just curious about whether or not um, um, the hunter. I can't remember his first name now. Craven. Craven is human or not? I I, I really couldn't tell. Um, they, they don't like say what. I still have the wiki open. Hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good idea. There you go. So that you can just look up. Um. I, oh god, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say he is a bestial, but I, I really could not because he looks. Well, according to the wiki, he's one of the few humans that the high evolutionary allows to sit in the upper part of New York City. Okay, so he is human. Right. Well, that and answers that. Uh, now, now I've got even more questions. <laughs> like, does he hunt animals? He, he's. I mean, he's this paid assassin kind of person. Okay, so, so I, he I guess does. he hunts whoever he's paid to hunt. Yeah. All right. Well, time is up. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. I hope Howard the Duck was also. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this was a fun, you know, hundred episodes yeah. again after the the previous hundred. Um, let's see, fifty two weeks in a year, so we'll get another hundred episodes in twenty twenty three. Yeah. So we'll see what we do then. And then finally, everyone can come back from the snap, so it works out. Oh, oh, that'll be nice. Well, um, and in case anyone's wondering, we didn't just do this because we wanted to take a break after three episodes of Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> so we'll be resuming Iron Fist next time with Season 1, Episode 4, Eight Diagram Dragon Palm. Eight Diagram Dragon Palm. Try to say that a bunch of times fast. <laughs> oh. And remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that five-star rating for our 200th episode. And thank you for joining us for our recaps of Spider-Man Unlimited and Howard the Duck. And for the 200th time, 220th time, thanks Al for putting that number in my head, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Hi.